quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, it's that time of the week again. Stand up on the count of three. One, two, three. Yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you coming up on the broadcast very shortly. Now, i got to explain this. You, you, you have the video of Al's brother running. Oh, boy. So Al's brother's brother, which would be Al, is going to be with us very shortly. Later on, Jesse Tipping will stop by. He is the owner of the motel used in Schitt's Creek, and there's a nice basketball connection there. Then Herb Braley, one of our sponsors, will stop by. We're going to talk about stocks and, and all that kind of stuff. And then later on, Yes Guy, No Guy, the obligatory end to the Yes Guy radio show. Perry, how are you today, sir? I'm excited about today's shows, and I'm excited about learning about the lineage of Al, Al's brother, and everybody else. Al's brother's brother, which would be Al. Kind of an interesting way of saying that. It's a who's on first, okay? I just, you know, I, I didn't sleep well last night, so you're going to have to bear with me. It was that, that visual of O-Dog and Al's brother. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, it's, it's just, it's etched on my mind. No, I God. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't escape. Anytime I see somebody move fast, it, it, it's like a um, flashback. It's, ooh, that's tough. We'll get through it. Yeah, we will. We Looking always do. Exper- we always do. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. So, looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anyone. And so the Leafs and Raptors hit the weekend in fine form, both coming off wins. That was uh, that Raptors win on Friday night was one for the ages, and and the Leafs uh, playoff style win, albeit though in a shootout, which kind of uh, you know when you watch a, a regular a regular season shootout now, it's like yeah okay that's just the way it is, right? Well, they're putting together some wins. They're they're leading their you know the Canadian division. That's pretty exciting. As far as the Raptors. You know, they beat up on a, on a team, the Golden State Warriors, who used to be the elite of the league. I'm not sure what's happened to that franchise. Well, they just got decimated. And, you know, that, that's a pretty good comment because there you have two teams that were playing for the championship two years ago and both on hard times. Let's bring in our first guest, and he has three personas. So we're going to start with the Al persona, originally from Overdrive. Al is with us. Al, how are you today, sir? Oh, Tapman, what's going on? You guys still stealing our uh, our old bit of Yes Guy, No Guy? <laughs> uh, well, see, Al, nice talking to you. Goodbye. <laughs> well, it was quick. It was quick. Yeah, it was, uh, there goes Al. Al just left the building. Uh, you know, were you on call yesterday when, when your brother was, you know, going to start this? You know, were you just on standby just in case? Well, you know what we did, actually? We, we put him through the ringer. Like, you know, it's Easter time, so the family was able to get together. We, uh, I joined him on his podcast, actually, and then we talked about his training regimen. We made sure he was ready, and uh, he showed up. I'm not going to lie. He, uh, he beat O in the 40, which I didn't expect. O used to have some straight line speed, but I guess some things don't last. His hands are still there, though. <laughs> Well, in honor of Paul Simon, I'm gonna, I want to know, is it okay to call you Al? 
Yes, you can. You, that used to be my intro music, actually. So every time our, our technical producer, Mark Mullen, used to roll in the Call Me Al anytime I had a segment. So uh, Paul Feynman and me, that, that's a match made in heaven. All right. So I'm just learning about you for the first time. Exactly who are you since you have so many personas? Well, um, I'm Joe Narsa. Um, funny enough, I actually started um, my journey as a sports journalism student, and my teacher was your co-host in Jim Taddy, and uh, started producing with him, and then his nickname for me was Just Joe, and uh, when I asked him why, he said, Guy, listen, I'm, I'm the stash, I'm Taddy, and you're Just Joe, and that's the way it works. So that was uh, my first persona. <laughs> Well, I mean, you did well, and I don't remember teaching you a class about, you know, how to, you know, how to develop personas and, you know, and, and then appear on, on my show later on. That wasn't part of the curriculum, was it? No, it wasn't. And all I knew is that no matter what I did, I just got an eight out of ten. So I don't really know how. Oh, much, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute! <laughs> I have my mark book right here. It's in one of these drawers. I could, I could uh, trot out your marks and, and tell everybody exactly what you got. Yeah, that's you know what? That's a great idea for a second segment. You have me on in a couple of weeks, and you can go through all my marks and tell me why I ended up producing you. <laughs> well, I, was, well, I had nothing to say about it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, there probably wasn't much in there, let's be honest, Jim. Yeah. Al, I want you to tell me, in your history in the business, when they talk about getting a guest, it's called a get. Tell me about yeah. your greatest get. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? This is probably, um, usually for a lot of people, this is hard. Um, and I have to say I've had a lot of fantastic guests on all of my shows. Um, I'll, I'll say that the the biggest get I ever had was uh, Vern Lundqvist. Oh. And, and that was probably one of the most exciting things I've ever done. I, I was... I think the biggest key for any producer or anybody out there to understand is the get is, is, is one of the hardest things to do because you have to pounce on opportunity. And Vern had a, a book coming out and we spoke with his publicist and his publicist said he was available. Um, he was a fantastic gentleman. I mean, when he um, said he would do it, he actually sent me his house phone number. So not oh. only... Yeah, it was it was incredible. It was probably one of the most impactful things um, that I was able to accomplish as a producer. And having you know Vern Lundqvist have the confidence in sending me his phone number, uh, being able to speak with him and have him um, on Overdrive was an absolute fantastic experience. And it, it's kind of shocking when you speak to somebody like that and how almost normal they seem because to you there's such an you know it's such an amazing experience to speak to somebody like that um and i would say that the the second i think the second most important guest i've ever got in my career and it's something i don't take lightly was when uh john saunders passed away i, I was actually doing um game night with jim and i was i was pretty young i was a, a very raw rookie and Lo and behold, we were able to pull some strings, and Dick Vitale came on for us. I don't know if you remember that, Jim. Uh, but, yeah, I do. Well, John was a good friend, so I, I would remember that, of course. Yeah, and and for it was 
for me, it was it, it was impre- it was just incredible to be able to to do that in an industry that I was such, you know, a small fish in a pond that was so much bigger and beyond me. And I knew what John had done for the industry and all of that. And I think that that is probably the sec- this it's one of the most impactful guests I've ever booked. Uh, but hands down, the biggest um, ever had to be Vern Longfist. So, look, I'm not teaching a class here, but I'm just going to mention this so everybody understands that when I teach, um, there are people that can navigate around people, and, and you are one of them. Um, others are really, uh, I guess, overwhelmed by the suggestion that you could phone somebody up or, or ask them to appear on the air, and that's a big hurdle for a lot of students, so I, I really work with them to get over that. But you're driven by, you have a curiosity, a natural curiosity, and that's kind of key to, to success in this business for sure. Am I right? Absolutely, because I think when it comes down to it, no matter who you work with as your host, you you have an expectation that they're they should be able to to pilot the ship. But the ship has to give them intrigue. There has to be something for them to dig into. There has to be a reason why that your host is speaking with somebody. So for me, I would say that my perspective in booking a guest was always based on a thought of what can this person add to the conversation and why are they important and it and in all honesty it has nothing to do with their level of importance in the realm of you know what you think importance is nowadays with followers and you know if they're the right person in the sense of like will people know who they are i think the perfect guest is the one that adds the most to the conversation and that's what i used to hunt and uh you know to to what you were saying jim i looked for a guest that was going to add a different dimension and would allow you guys as a host to have a conversation with them that would teach and allow to kind of illuminate the conversation you're having. So you're not just asking the yes or no's, but in this case, you know, you're asking somebody to dive deeper. And I think a good example of that was um, at one point we had Andre DeGrasse coming up on the scene and he was a younger, you know, future superstar in the track world. And I will say that a lot of people, including myself was not as, you know, into the track world as maybe it used to be. Um, but when we got his former coach on, who um, was relatively an unknown person in the industry, well, you got to find out what kind of track star he is and what made him special. So it's things like that where that's where I used to try and hunt for, that I was looking for a different spin and a different angle to add a different dimension to the, to the story. So you've been a producer, but I want to know what it's like to be on the mic to actually interview somebody. And what you're talking about right now is the research and the excitement to get that person. But as I said, tell me about maybe, you know, one memory you have of of interviewing someone that just stands out. Oh, well, I would say that for an interview, I, I would have to say, um, I done an interview with, um, well, it, it was with Darcy Tucker not too long ago, actually. And we were talking about, um, I had him on my podcast and we were speaking and what kind of stood out for me was you, you know, somebody from what you see of them and you, you can tell what an athlete is like as an athlete. But getting to know somebody on a different level and actually listening to them answer questions and, you know, go through their story 
is something that I found very incredible with somebody like Darcy Tucker because you got to know so much more about him. And a good example is that he talks about, you know, his relationship um, with Pat Quinn and Pat Quinn's relationship with the players. And he explained how, you know, kind-hearted Pat was and how close they were and tight-knit. And when we kept speaking about it, we were talking obviously about hockey and, you know, his equipment choices while he was playing. And we asked him about his kids. You know, as a hockey dad, you, you look at your family, you look at your kids, you know, how, what's your impact on their, you know, their hockey career? And he said that for him growing up in the Leafs organization as a player and being around people like Johnny Bauer, he wanted to instill for his kids and himself that you're better to be a better person than a better hockey player. And he wanted that to be their legacy and his legacy. He didn't want to be number 16 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He wanted to be Darcy Tucker, a great person who also played hockey for the Maple Leafs. So I think that's something that always stands out to me in interviews, that if you sit down and you actually listen and you don't just ask questions that you've written down and you allow an interview to just transpire, obviously you have to have your research done, but you got to let the conversation be open and free. And you usually find out more about the human being than you do about the athlete because you're able to communicate with them and kind of connect with them on a different level rather than just asking them about the X's and O's. So that's for me, is one of the interviews that really stood out um, that I've done um, in my career so far. Joe, appreciate you stopping by. Plug your podcast on the way out. Oh, thanks, Jim. So, yeah, our podcast is called The Leaguer Podcast. Um, the Leaguer Podcast is up anywhere you can get it. Uh, basically, we're the culture in your locker room and in your stall, meaning we talk about the culture of hockey inside and out of the dressing room from former NHL players. And we also talk about the equipment. So if you want to know about the gear they use, if you want to know about the gear that's hot right now, uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Leaguer Podcast as well. You can check us out anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, um, Google or Alexa. And while you're out there, you should check out Jim's podcast because um, there's a few of them out there, Mr. Yes Guy. So you got to check them out because Jim does a fantastic job. And I will say before I go, Jim, you were definitely one of the first people in the industry that had me a little bit awestruck because I grew uh, up as a kid watching you on Sportsline and on um, on TV. So you will have to be definitely one of the first guys I was like, wow, Jim Patty's my teacher. That is really cool. Okay, the check's in the mail, Joe. Uh, you know, Thank it's a little you. less than you think, but it's it's on its way. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate no it. Problem. No problem. Thanks, guys. So we say goodbye to Joe, Al, just Joe, at Joe Narsip is the Twitter account. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for a comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxedwest.net. Coming up next, we'll have Jesse Tipping and that motel from Schitt's Creek. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. 
This segment of the Yes Guy Show is sponsored by Murray Hoffman Insurance Limited. Since 1957, Murray Hoffman Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoffman Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business. For a no-obligation quote, call them at... You're listening to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Well, this segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Let's see, what's that line? Herb is ready to help you with your financial needs. Herb is on the line now. That's being ready. Herb, how are you today, sir? I am doing fabulous. Great to talk with you again, Guy. Thanks for having me back. I should say, a.k.a. glass half full guy. And, And I'm wondering if you have recovered from the Buffalo Sabres victory parade. Well, listen, don't get on me about this, but I 40 plus years, you know, struggling with all the fans down here waiting for a Stanley Cup. And in the last month or so, it has been unbelievable trying to figure out what was happening with them. And nobody really understood what was going on. But yes, we've had the victory parade. We can move on now. And all is right with the world. I'm also, uh, you know, I'm excited. It's a holiday weekend and the Masters is around the corner. And so... Good to be with you. Yeah. Herb, what's going on, man? I, we, uh, I spoke to our mutual friend, Ed Sousa, yesterday. We were talking about you and your many interests in the world, including one day becoming, well, you've already started doing some promotions of music. Are you looking forward to uh, the possibility of doing something, you know, when, when COVID clears? Well, if you mean attending some of these events that other people are, are organizing, I would love to do that and support them. Um, I guess we're at the mercy of uh, the government right now and uh, this virus. I'm I'm hoping, like everybody else, that we get some good news in the next short while and, and things settle down with the number counts on, on hospitalizations and people that are infected. And, and we can start gathering in larger numbers in places like music halls and lounges and so forth and see all those great acts that we look forward to to visiting with okay so let's talk about last time you're on the show you talked about um you know just financial security taking care of your money making it work for you doing the right things so uh, a lot of people have already filed their their income tax so they've done it for this year what would you recommend now is good financial planning for next year well you know it's a, it's a holiday weekend, so I got a couple of gifts I was going to talk about. One is from the insurance industry, and one is from the government. So let's talk with the government. And usually there aren't many gifts that we get that are tax-related from the government, as, as you would probably agree with. But the tax-free savings account, or the TFSA for short, is is a product that most people have heard about. I would say most don't entirely understand it. And when it was rolled out, the government really didn't do a great job of explaining that it was supposed to be a retirement account and not just a fun account to park money for a period of time. So let me let me describe the TFSA for you. It's a way to have money invested, 
6000 a year now, up to $75,500, going back to 2009, when the previous government rolled it out. And you never pay any tax while you earn money in the account, and you never pay any tax when you take it out. Sounds like a fantastic product, doesn't it? That's a gift. Yeah, there aren't many. In fact, we're the, um, we're the envy of most countries. Um, and speaking with a lot of my colleagues from U.S. and around the world, um, the fact that we have something that we can stash some money away into every year and not have to you know, pay the, the, pay the piper in terms of income tax when we make some growth on those funds is great. Um, and so I would say that's a great place for people to start. If you're 18, 18 years of age or older and you haven't opened an account, you should just to start putting some money in. And uh, as I said, the the cumulative total going back to 2009 is $75,500. I'm going to ask you to explain uh, the difference, because I don't understand this at all, investment funds and mutual funds. Oh, okay. So investment funds overall that that's a category that includes uh, mutual funds and and another product that i help people with uh, jim called segregated funds and and most people would have heard of mutual funds and they understand those and i help people with those those are funds that are made up from of stocks from many many companies so it sort of spreads the risk for people over a lot of different sectors you know in the different markets of the world and uh, those are great and uh, as I say, I help people with those. Um, and then the other side of the investment fund ledger, uh, not to sound too boring here on the investment stuff, guys, is segregated funds. And that is the insurance industry's uh, version of mutual funds. It's the same thing, but they put guarantees around the contract so that you can't lose your money. As long as you leave your money in there, you can be in the market, earn money, protect the growth, and uh, I think that's, that's a pretty great concept for, um, for people who are approaching retirement or who are already there. I, I usually speak to, a, I would say, 80 to 90 of my customers, 80 to 90, can't speak today, 80 to 90 percent of my customers about those when we're, we're either initially sitting down or when we're doing reviews over time. Herb, when people come to you and they want to get you know, financial planning, do you recommend they kind of do some research and some studying ahead of time to know, you know, the right questions to ask you, or would you say it's okay if they just come in there and, and you'll, you know, lay the landscape for them? Well, some people are pretty savvy about investment stuff already when I meet them, Perry, and that's okay. Um, and, and some people are not, but what I find is in this busy life that we're all living, many of us don't have time to be watching the markets every day in the news and, and investigating companies. Um, and that's one of the things that I went to school for, and so did my colleagues, and we keep upgrading our education every year and attending industry events and so forth. And, you know, we're, we're their coach, I guess. I may have said last time when I was on, we have coaches for all kinds of things that we do in our lives. We sure as hell should have a coach, you know, to help us with our money, I think. And so I guess the answer is um, yes and no. You can prepare and do a lot of research, but but not necessary. Um, Kind of a a general question, but just based on the fact that we've had an altered uh, life for the last 12, 13 months and, and probably stretching ahead more of that before it returns to whatever normal might be. Uh, you know, in terms of, of your business or 
even in conversations you've had, do you see a change in how people are proceeding? I think people just, you know, by osmosis with everything that's going on, have not spent as much money. But what we all need to do is thinking about making sure that we, we save it, put a fence around it for down the road, because there will be a time when the markets of the world go gangbusters and recover. I mean, the, the CSX finished nice this week. Um, it, was, it was up nicely, but it could have been and will be roaring once we are, are fully on our way out of these lockdowns. So I think it's never a bad thing to save money. And uh, for some extraordinary reason, uh, Jim, there are two-thirds of the people out there do not have somebody who is an advisor helping them with their funds. And I think now more than ever in times like these, we need somebody to lean on to, to at least ask some questions too. So I, I think that um, everybody needs to go get an advisor. Everybody should be thinking more about saving money. They need somebody to, to poke and prod them into doing it. And, um, you know, when you're when you're at home and not working as much like some people are during this this period of time, you, you start becoming even more and more concerned about what retirement or the future holds. So um, everybody needs to everybody needs to talk with people who've who've been in this field for a long time and can help them with it. Herb, you mentioned the masters before, and a lot of people are going to be looking to, you know, bet a few bucks, whatever, make it an a, a sound financial investment on the Masters. Who would you suggest if you had one player, that's the one they should look at? Well, it's funny you should say that. I, you know, I, I'm not adverse to putting down uh, ten bucks or twenty bucks or you know small numbers on on the golf and watch it with the buddies and so forth. And I think my my cousins and I will be will be thinking about who may have a chance to win or finish top ten uh, next week and. I've been running with and, and hoping that Jordan Spieth bounces back from uh, his last few years of uh, not doing so great. We've seen signs of the rebound, and uh, you know, I actually had a chance to see him win the Masters in 2015. My father and I had one of those trips of a lifetime, and so I feel kind of a kinship connection to him ever since, uh, ever since that. I would love to see him win, and I would say... Uh, kind of a Ben Shaw, a Ben Crenshaw-esque comment. I, I just got a feeling. Just got a feeling, you know. So there you have it. Fun. You okay? Now I, I would agree with you because that 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 might be the track for him. You know, it, it might suit him. Well, it's. I think it's his favorite golf course. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And um, I just see him coming into form now. Uh, you know, he's he's up there on the leaderboard this week at the Valero. But I mean, we'll see what he does over the weekend. But I think there's a really good chance that he's in it on the back nine Sunday. So there you we'll go. We'll see. Yeah, we're we're now going to cut that little sound bite, and we're gonna, <laughs> next time you come on, we will play. We'll put an echo on it just to to make it more noticeable. Herb, thanks very much. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. And uh, hey, you know Perry, we we haven't got together to talk about uh, TB12. You know, winning the Super Bowl yet? I thought I thought we were going to you know have a have a coffee or a tea or something like that. I believe I oh. owe you on that bet. Um, that's why I'm hiding, okay? <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, sooner or later, wow. we'll visit with you guys again. All the best, eh? All right. Thanks a Thanks. lot.
There's Herb Braley. This this segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley. You just spoke with him or you just heard him speak. He's ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Incorporated. This is Yes Guy. Guess what's next? Yes Guy, No Guy. Yes Guy, TSN 1050. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Yes Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the fully sanctioned, all rights reserved edition of Yes Guy, No Guy on the Yes Guy radio show. Go ahead, sir. Did Joe Narsa pass his audition today as your unofficial publicist? Because, boy, did he lay it on today. Absolutely, yes, guy. That is a treat. I mean, that's, you know, teaching can be very rewarding, and he took it to a new level. So an emphatic, yes, guy. You ready for this? Go ahead, guy. Yes, guy, no, guy. The Leafs goaltending woes are over. No, guy. Because Jack Campbell has not been able to put a succession of games together, so there is that concern. We still don't know about um, about Anderson, so I, I think there's reason to be concerned. Is there reason to be happy about what's going on right now? Yes, but I still think you have to be uh, concerned about the future of this team. Is that okay, so guys? That's, yeah, that's a no guy. Okay, go ahead, sir. Do you think... All right, Sunday night we will be in. We will be seeing Jordan Spieth win his first PGA tournament in more than three years. Um, I I'm going to say yes, guy. I mean, it's, it, it's. I mean, he doesn't have the length that most people do out of the tee box, and I don't know what he's trying to do or you know why his game has has suffered all these years. But I'm, I'm convinced they probably tried to reconfigure everything, and if he just rediscovers himself, he'll be okay. So, going to do a, a a pensive yes, guy. I like okay. that pensive. Yeah. Pensive yes guy. I don't think I've ever, maybe I should copyright that too. Okay, here we go. Yes guy, no guy. The image of O-Dog and Al's brother running should have had the health warning of do not try this at home. Well, no guy. I think it's great that they did that, and I think uh, there should be an Olympics for those two, okay? This should be just the first event. There should be many more to come. That was, I mean, you couldn't take your eyes off it. And when SportsCenter did the split screen, I mean, that was that was creative. And by the way, we had Al's brother's brother on today named Al. And next week I can confirm that Al's brother will be on Yes Guy, probably leading off the Yes Guy broadcast a week from today. That's going to be impressive. I, I hope he's okay. I hope he's rested. Well, you know, next, next week we're going to have Phil Esposito on the show. So... I think it's going to be one of our best episodes ever. They're all, the next one is always the best episode. You know hopefully, that, right? Hopefully so. And Lisa Bowes will be on there to talk about her book writing as well. So this it's a jam-packed show next week. Already book solid. Uh, so if you're trying to get on, you're going to have to wait another week. That'll be episode 20, which means five months of Yes Guy. Can you believe we've made it this long? <laughs> That's a Yes Guy, No Guy answer. Yes, Guy, of course. It's going to go on and on. Yes, Guy will never go away. Yes, Guy. <laughs> oh, Ben's on it today, though. man. Our producer's yeah. doing a great job. 
Well, he's got nothing else to do. I mean, come on. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> For people like Herb Braley and all the Buffalo Sabres fans around the world, was it great to see them finally win a game? Well, yes, guy, no guy. I mean, yes, guy, it was great to see them finally win a game, but that is an absolute disaster zone. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, well, I don't know if they're going to get the first overall pick because the the way the lottery is stacked. But, I mean, that you never want your team to be that bad. So a yes guy, no guy answer to that. How Does does that work for you? No guy. It's either yes okay. guy or no guy. Then again, okay. you wrote the thing. You can make That's up right. your own rules. Okay, guy? I cha- yeah, I can change the rules as we go along. So I think we could squeeze one more in, and I may have to abruptly cut you off. Yes guy, no guy. The Raptors have turned the corner. Yes, guy. You are so such a fan of the Raptors. I'll make your day and say yes, guy, even though I'm saying no, guy. Uh, it's just you know such a relief to win and and win by fifty points. And the ultimate comment is those two teams were playing for the championship two years ago, and look at them now. Well, I want to thank everybody for stopping by. Hope you enjoyed this edition of Yes, Guy. We'll be back next week on TSN 1050. Yes, guy. Hey! <laughs>